the biggest sports stories of the week. So when I get my hair cut, they wax my ears, they wax my nose, okay. and they wax my eyebrows every time I get my hair cut. Okay. I literally have one eyebrow, and I've had people trip over my nose hairs. Okay. It's embarrassing yeah. when someone trips over your nose hair. Yeah, that's that's not, cool. not cool. Unique and compelling analysis and opinions when it comes to your favorite teams. Then he, he said, I don't want to be a bomber. He doesn't want to be playing and not be good anymore. And I I think that is a legitimate concern for him. And I think this for year, for Rodgers. For the MVP so, of the NFL again this year? Right. Is he really going to be I think Aaron Rodgers should be in the uh, conversation as well for executive of the year. <laughs> Plus some fun with pop culture. Man, that might be a... is the round, the quarterfinals. That's the metal no, round. Not. No, that's Wait, not can we, do we get Matt, get, call Matt Hamilton right now? Because we got to find out. <laughs> this is Sunday Karma. Well, all I can tell you is I picked way better than you throughout this, Ben. So you got lucky that I have a life and I couldn't get my picks in a few times because I clearly picked way better than you. Now, live from the Gruber Law Office's One Call That's All studios at Radio City. The whole, uh, you know, Harper is the co-host. She hasn't been here in a year. She doesn't deserve that uh, love. She should get bumped. Here's GKB founder and CEO, Craig Karmason. Yo, we got a lot happening today. Good morning, Kyle. Good morning, Craig. How you doing? Great, Kyle Wallace uh, with me. Uh, By the way, I'm going to forget to do this. I'm going to just right off the top. uh, I want to thank Northwestern Mutual. Uh, I don't think uh, companies get enough love like this. Uh, The next week, uh, the city of Milwaukee is going to be overrun with people from Northwestern Mutual having their conference. The impact that that makes on downtown Milwaukee, on the city, on the state, on so many small businesses is just incredible. So thank you uh, for them, you know, annually for committing to this city and uh, building, uh, you know, as many careers as they do for com- for people in this city and uh, giving back uh, by, you know, bringing everybody. They could go anywhere in the world for a conference and they choose to do it in their home city in Milwaukee. So uh, welcome to all the Northwestern Mutual people in town uh, in our state uh, this week. And uh, I know they get it going with like a 5K or something today. All right. So a lot of things to get to today. Um, We are going to be hitting something that's inspired by the newest uh, ESPN 30 for 30 uh, documentary uh, series, which is uh, incredible. We are going to talk to Jason Wildey, especially about David Bakhtiari and everything going on uh, there. I saw Kyle get visibly shaken when I said that. Um, So we'll find out what's going on there. Um, We have a big topic, as I said, that that I want to hit. But before that, I got to just find out, Kyle, you didn't even bring it up last uh, week. You ran into one of our teammates randomly in Stoughton? Oh, yeah. Dude, how do you not, Chad you not Hopper. tell me about that? Yeah. Oh, you know, Wait, so, so, you're so just, much happens you're in my life. You're just hanging at a supper club? I'm just going to call it a supper club. I don't know where you actually were. Was Wendigo. it a supper club in Stoughton? Yeah, I was I was going to Wendigo. My, my lady friend's moving to Milwaukee, and so I uh, was helping her helping her do her move. Wait, so we, where were you? Did you say Wendigo? Win, it's called a place called Wendigo, a little restaurant So spot. is it a little supper club? I, what is it? I see, when I think of supper club, I think of like old school, like, you know, the mafia was probably in here and the mob was probably in here back in the day type supper club. What is a supper club to you? I like, don't know. I think of like... Five o'clock like steakhouse gives me a... I think of them having prime rib on Saturday night. Um, that I, I don't I don't know. They, I'm they thinking about a big bit, portions. I'm thinking about... I don't know what that... No, that they way, didn't have big portions. They did not have that. I don't that. know. I've, you know what? 
That's one thing. While we're talking, eight hundred, hit us up on the old National Bank uh, talking text line, 800-990-ESPN, 800-990-3776. What actually makes a supper club a supper club? I don't. I actually don't know the official like distinguishing like thing. But okay, so you're hanging in in Stoughton, Wisconsin, right? I am in Stoughton, Wisconsin. You're putting my location out there. I am in Stoughton, Wisconsin. Oh, is that private now that you visited Stoughton? You know, I, you know, I, I turn off my location. I don't share locations. You know, I don't need people knowing where I'm at. You know, so but I was in Stoughton last See, week, I and I may be somewhere else. Why, uh, why you were just calling me, baby? Say my name when I call you. Oh, oh, okay, oh, okay. You're singing a song here. You call. And a second year, I thought the CEO, founder and CEO of our company, called me baby, and no, I was no, it was no. recorded. I'm saying say my name when others are around you. Say baby, I love you. Yeah, yeah. Why you playing Ch- game? No, Why you running I, game. No, no, Yo, no. I just, Mr. I, you can't have your location I, out there. You know, I just I usually give people. I'm in the Madison area. That's what I just give the general. There's a lot of places in Madison, but You're that kind of shady. No, me baby. No, I just you know I just don't need Why people tracing my location. So I just gave out a lot of information. No, I said Stoughton and Milwaukee. Now a lot of people know. Yeah, now, and, and you you said Chad Hopper real quick. I, I did say hey, you weren't you weren't you weren't slow to put other people. I, names I did out not there. protect his identity. Say my name, say my name. All right, so wait, so you were just hanging at maybe a supper club. Well, yes. But we don't even know if it's a supper club because no one told us what a supper club is, which you could do right now. We're going to need a lot of interaction today uh, based on our topic. So uh, yes, get ready sir. to be part of the show today. 800-990-3776. It's 800-990-3776. That is your old National Bank talk and text line. You can text us. You can call us. You can tell us what makes a supper club a supper club. Okay, so you're just hanging at dinner. I'm just I'm hanging out at dinner and I have on my ES 94.5 ESPN polo and then I see somebody and you know we don't you see people on teams but I, I don't you don't know who everybody is like you don't right. know who a face is but I see a dude sitting kitty corner diagonally to me who has on an ESPN Madison pullover and shout out to Tom Olson because Tom Olson hooked me up with that because when he came in Milwaukee a couple weeks ago he had an extra one and he gave it to me and okay, I'm sitting so that, there so you knew it was a new one and you knew it was one that like a teammate yeah. like, it's not like one that like you give when someone wins the seven at eleven. No, it, someone's uh, winning this uh, pullover. No, that, that that was this is some great. We give out some real good swag, but that would have been some great swag. So it was yeah, a yeah. nice pullover. So I see him, and obviously he sees me, but we're just waiting because you don't want to interrupt people's dinner. So after dinner, he gets up and he starts walking. I immediately turn to now my he left. He said, by the way, like he definitely saw you. But he would have left without saying anything. See, I oh, did he say that? Yeah, See, yeah, I, yeah. I stopped him because, you know, I, I got to know. I'm like, you know, yeah. whether it's a partner or whether or not it's one of my teammates, right. I, I want to get to know because I got on this, you got on that. So there's some connection that we have here because we both value good karma brands because we're representing that out in public. Yeah. And so he was walking with his wife getting ready to leave. And I said, uh, hey, I got to ask you something. You got that, that, where'd you get that from? He said, yeah, I saw you with the 94.5 on. And it, and so we put two and two together. Now, I will say this. I was very surprised that Chad didn't really know who I was like that. Yeah. Because to me, now, you know, it's not, you know, we, we grown with diversity, but it's not too many brothers with dreads. 
who would probably have a 94.5 ESPN polo on. Am I, am I right with that assessment? And who's on 100.5 every Sunday morning exactly. for, exactly. I mean, what, four years now? Yeah, Five years? Yeah, How since long? 2018, I believe. Yeah. I've been producing this show. And so, you know, and yeah, I was kind of like, you know, I should, not, I'm not a big deal, but I was thinking maybe Chad would know who I was. You yeah, know what yeah. I'm saying? Right, but So, okay. you know, so but Chad really didn't know All until right, I, I, I said my name. I just put your business out there, but I think that is always the awkward spot. So I'm glad you said oh, something. When no. like, you don't know, you think they're probably, but I think because you knew that was they had the new pullover that you knew they were like actually a teammate so you could say something to them oh yeah i mean i got I, if i see somebody that we have something in common like that like work-wise i want to know who it is all right so if he had walked out the other way like not past you you would have chased them down i probably would have said dang because i told my lady at the table i was like I, he's gotta he's gotta do something for us i don't know what it is but yeah. I, i'm gonna talk to him because i don't want right. to interrupt this so dinner. uh espn released the uh, captain uh, episodes one and two this week. It debuted after the Major League Baseball home run derby on Monday night. And Derek Jeter is getting the last dance Michael Jordan treatment. It's a seven episode series. They're not as long. It's not going to be as extensive as the last dance, but it's close. It's seven episodes, which I'm already sad about. Like, I feel like it needs to be 20 because like they just breeze through so many things from my childhood that I wish I had longer. But uh, Kyle, you didn't watch uh, either of them? Derek Jeter does not deserve the Michael Jordan treatment. Well, he's not getting the full treatment. He's just getting an extended look at his career. And maybe, how do you know if you only watch it? Well, I'm just, well, Derek Jeter was great, but we wouldn't say Derek Jeter's the greatest shortstop of all time, would we? No. I, I mean, I might, but I don't think we would. <laughs> and Derek Jeter, your childhood. Yeah. Huh? I mean, Derek Jeter, basically, he popped in when I was 21 years old. I was going to say, you all like, close to the same co- age. I was, I was in college, and like, the Yan- so, all right, we'll, we'll, here's, here's why. So, basically, you can watch it right now on ESPN+. Plus. Episodes 1 and 2 of The Captain. They'll be uh, debuting new episodes uh, over the next few weeks. Uh, Thursday nights, generally, is where you'll be able to find them. But I was thinking about it, that in 1996, that has to be... That 96 Yankees team has to be one of my favorite teams ever. And there's a bunch of significance in it. Because that was, for me, as a Yankees fan... You know, I grew up, everyone said, oh, you love the Yankees. You won every year. Yankees won the, you lost the World Series in 1981 when I was six years old. They did not go to the playoffs from when I was six years old till when I was in college. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah, they didn't go to the postseason what once. Ha- what happened? What was, what was happening? I mean, crazy stuff. That's why you got to watch the documentary. But including our owner getting suspended for hiring a private investigator to dig up dirt on our best player. That literally happened. Who was the best player? Dave Winfield. Oh, George Steinbrenner was felt like because George because Dave Winfield in the '81 World Series didn't do well. He and and Steinbrenner was mad at him that he was paying him so much money. So he's like, "Oh, there must be something wrong with this guy. I'm gonna hire a private investigator to dig up dirt on him." And so the owner of the team actually got suspended for like three years. Well, like, George Steinberger got suspended for three years. Yeah, it was oh, crazy. Oh wow, this is oh, maybe this this now you're you're piquing my interest here. Yeah, Craig. I'm telling you, it was crazy. So anyway, the team wasn't good. So then the '96 Yankees ended up winning the World Series. So I was thinking about it for everyone. We have our favorite teams, and um, you know, there's a thing right where people say, "Who's your top five? If someone says, "Who's your top five, they're in a certain community asking about your top five favorite rappers, right? 
If someone just yes, walked yes. Up, someone walked up to you, Kyle, and was just like, "Who's your top five? Like, well, I would probably say top five. Well, it depends on. Yeah, I would say one. But, okay, so but you would just it, assume it means top five rappers. No, I mean die line, die line, die line. But I would probably, uh, I would probably say well, top five what? And then once you said rappers, or I mean, if you said country singers or Alanis okay, Morissette, I wouldn't know what you're talking about. It could be anything, right? So today, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm gonna have us do our top fives, but I'm not gonna make everyone do their top five. I'll make everyone else do their top three. If you want to do your top five, you can. But here's the thing about the top five that we're looking for, or the top three that we're looking for from you. It does not, it can't contain the same team twice. So, when we say like, who's your top three favorite teams of all time? You can't be like, all right, 96 Packers, number one, 2010 Packers, number two, and right cuz you're already eliminated at that point right you can only have one team of each team on your list all right so you can start texting them or give us a call at 800-990-3776 it's 800-990-3776 so Kyle you and I are going to and and Jason Wildy will give our top 5 today um in honor of uh the captain uh, you know, premiering as I think about where that team fits in and why it fits in and the symbolism to good karma brands of that team. Um, but you can't use the same team twice. All right. It's very clear. It's you're not saying like, OK, I like Marquette. I like UWM. It's like, no, no, no. It had to be the 2004 you know, Marquette, uh, Milwaukee Panthers, or the, you know, you got to pick your season, your top three favorite teams of all time. When we continue, Kyle and I will start with our honorable mentions. You know, you and I'll start with our ones that almost made the list. And then, uh, and then we'll bring in Jason Wildy for his top five and we'll start giving, uh, giving ours. It is 800-990-3776, 800-990-ESPN. Jason Wildy will be here in about 15 to tell us what's going on with David Bakhtiari. We have a full, fun show for you. It's Sunday Karma, ESPN Wisconsin. This is Sunday Karma with Craig Karmazin on ESPN Wisconsin and WisconsinOnDemand.com. Take it back, take it back, take it back. Sunday Karma with Craig Karmazin on ESPN Wisconsin and WisconsinOnDemand.com. Sunday Karma rolling with you and, uh, oh man, this is so hard. I, you know, all right, we're, we're doing either your top five or your top three favorite teams of all time. The rule is, though, you can't have the same team twice. So... If you have, uh, you can only have one Packers team or one Bucks team or one Badger football team or whatever you're, you're you know. So you're you're doing your list and you knock you need to knock out uh, a, any second teams uh, from this list. All right, this segment, Kyle, you and I are going to drop in our honorable mention teams that did not make our top five. Next segment, we will kick off our top fives. And we will uh, get Jason Wildey's update on David Bakhtiari and 
and the start of Jason Wildey's top five. Uh, but first, let's uh, sneak in Chef Ed. Uh, you're on Sunday Karma Morning. Ed? Good morning, Craig. How you doing today? Good, good, good. So, uh, so we're talking supper clubs. What actually makes a supper club a supper club? Okay, uh, yeah, supper club is usually a thing of the past now. There's just a couple that pop up here and there, but a supper club is like a full dining experience. I mean, t- in today's restaurant world, everything is like you charge, you, you charge a la carte or you pay for this, you pay for that. But at a supper club, you automatically get a basket of assorted different rolls. You get a relish tray, automatically complimented at each table. Oh, the pickle, like that pickle and relish and olives. tray. Yep. Yeah, pickles and and then uh, of course the menu itself. Prime rib is a big thing on there. Play, places many places don't do roast duck, but I worked at a place at supper club where you know you got roast duck. And then to end the evening, you got you know dessert tray. I did actual dessert tray comes out. You can so it's more of a full dining experience rather than it's like in today's world you go in and you you order like a steak and then you may have to pay for the potato or so pay for all the, the sides and gotta, all the you get like a certain amount of sides you get your your uh your now is it a, a salad so it's usually salad or soup then also like two sides like it's a whole deal yep Yep, and even, and even the, a lot of places at like at a supper club, they will make your Caesar salad table side. They will bring out in the server will make your Caesar salad right in front of you. All right, so side. Kyle, in Stoughton, were you at a supper club or were you at a restaurant? Uh, I was at a restaurant. Okay, okay. I was at All a right. pure All restaurant. Right. So you were not at a supper club. Right. Where's wait? Can I ask where's the supper club here in Milwaukee? Because I I definitely want to be this this full treatment here. I, I want that. this? I would say maybe the closest as far as the old standbys would be like Mater's restaurant. Because meters, you get automatically get rolls, and and they don't predominantly do German. They do probably do German food, but they do other. They do steaks and things as well. But there's not many of those. Like I said, they're they're like a dinosaur now in, in today's world. Yeah. All right. Uh, anyone who's got a supper club recommendation, hit uh, hit us up on the text uh, on the talking text line. Ed, uh, we're doing our 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 top fives or top threes. What do you got for us? Okay, I'll go. I'll go and in, uh, in order here. I'll say I'll say the seventy one bucks. And then the eighty-two Brewers, and then the ninety-six Packers. Those are those yeah. are my three. Because the Packers, I grew up, you know, as I was a young and way back when all those doldrum years in the seventies and eighties, and then when Favre came, it was all good. And of course, I was a big Brewer fan back in the early eighties. Yeah. So those, I would those say the two, not surprising. Bucks. Interesting on your Bucks. Uh, so how how old were you for that team? Uh, I would be eleven. Wow, and so that that uh, that team, uh, you know, this this past year's championship team, twenty twenty one, couldn't surpass the old school one in your mind. Well, it was great, but I mean, like I'm just, I mean, with Kareem and Johnny Mac and everything. I, yeah. I met Johnny Mac a number of times, and yeah, there's some of those so, teams yeah, the- of the childhood that I think will never get past. Uh, absolutely, for me as I go through my list. Thanks so much, Ed. Um, all right, Kyle. Time to hit some honorable mentions uh, before we bring Jason Wilde in. These teams crush me that they don't make uh, that they don't make my uh, my list. I got three honorable mentions. How many you got? I think I got about four here. Okay, I right. got Who four. You got? Who you got? And so for my honorable mention list here, I, I'm still a little bit torn, but. The first one I'm going to say is the 2001 Milwaukee Bucks. Uh-huh. That was lighted up, lighted up, Milwaukee. You had Ray Allen, Sam Cassell, and Big See, Dog Glenn Robinson. Was, that was the first time in Wisconsin that we ever talked NBA on Sports Talk Radio. 
Because like before then, like I could not get people to care about an NBA, uh, an NBA topic on the air. But I remember uh, those of you who were around for the Stephen Craig show back in the day. That 01 Bucks, man, that was electric. That was electric talking about that squad. Nothing. Oh, that w- and by the way, you know, it was, uh, it was the loudest I ever heard uh, the BMO Bradley Center outside of maybe the uh, Badger Hockey uh, Frozen Four when the Bradley Center went crazy for that event. All right, I like that team. All right, who else you got? All right, and then mention? also on this list, I have the 2010 Green Bay Packers as another honorable mention okay, so that means team, you, the Super Bowl so team. So for both of those, we know that there's other Packers we know. teams that are going to make the list. But all right, 2010 Packers, uh, we're going to hear a lot about them, I would assume, today. But, and, yep. and then I have the 20. 20- 2015 Badgers basketball team, as honorable mention, the one that lost in the Final Four, 63-68 to the Duke Blue Devils because they cheated us. Uh, when so the, that was the team that lost in the actual championship, championship game. Yes, and, yep. they, and they got cheated. The team that went to the championship game. And they got cheated. Yep. They got cheated. That that call with uh, Grayson Allen and all that, they got cheated, so it is what it is. Yep. And then my last honorable mention team, they were in my top five, but then I had to swap them out because you know I'm a homer. The 2001 Miami Hurricanes team is the greatest roster of college football players to ever be on a team to step on a field. They have Hall of Famers, they have multiple first-round draft picks, and they have absolute legends on that team. Super Bowl rings up and down that roster. I mean, every single position, they have a player that went on to be some type of all-star or some type of pro bowler or maybe even a Hall of Famer. So I mean, NFL that is- players on that team included... Ken Dorsey at quarterback, Clinton Portis, Najee Davenport. Who played uh, for the Packers, didn't he? Green, yeah, he was there. He was a number two running back for the Green Bay Packers. Get it? Number two? No, uh, you don't. Uh, no. Willis McGahee was on that team. Frank Gore was on that team. Jared Payton was on that team. Andre Johnson was a receiver on that team. Jeremy Shockey and Kellen Winslow yes. were tight ends on that team. Uh, on the offensive line, how about Jerome McDougal and Bryant McKinney, NFL the, players. On the defense, this is one team. The, the, Vince Wilfork, Jonathan Vilma, I'm not even going through everyone. Ed Reed, Antrell Roll. Sean Taylor was like a freshman on that team. Philip Buchanan. Like, that is crazy. You had Andre Johnson as well. Philip Dorsett. The team was loaded. All right. Loaded. uh, Kyle's honorable mention. Let's talk to Dave's an electrician. You're on Sunday Karma. Morning, Dave. Hey, how's it going, guys? Good. Dave, you Uh, got a summer club for us? Yeah, Dwarf House. It's in uh, Roxbury, Wisconsin, just outside of Prairie du Sauk or Sauk City. Oh, Kyle, when you're back uh, get visiting the in-laws, you know, you, you get out by there. All right, let's slow down here. We're right. not calling them in-laws <laughs> yeah. just yet? She might be listening, or her, friend, her daddy might be listening. I love y'all, but let's slow down here. Yeah, all right, right. We're so, all right so, so it's not just the uh, not just the birthplace of Culver's out there. So what is it? It's the Dwarf House? No. Dwarf House, yeah. It's okay. in Roxbury, Wisconsin. I don't even know if it's incorporated. All but. right. And they're not, name, so. they're not, like, throwing any small people around or doing anything inappropriate there, right? Oh, no, no, no. You go there, ask for Nancy. She's my mother-in-law. Oh, she it's works Dorf for House? Dorf House, yeah. Oh, Dorf. D- I oh, spelled right. it Dorf as well here. Oh, I thought it was D-W-A-R-F. Oh, <laughs> Uh, oh, I was. Oh, yeah, that's that's the one we don't talk about. Okay, yeah, yeah uh, I was wondering if like we're like you know. Okay, I, I was gonna say like uh, you know maybe in Roxbury they could still get away with that. Okay, good. Now I'm feeling a lot better about the Dorf House. All right, and wait, who are we asking yep, yep. for? Nancy. Nancy. Yep. All right, all right, all right. Let's get your uh, top three, Dave. All right, top three. So 
Three, it starts at the 1998 Milwaukee Brewers. It was five bucks for a bleacher seat. Dude, wait, 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 wait. 98 Brewers. Was Jerry Royce the manager or Davey Lopes? (laughs) Davey Lopes, Cirillo, Burnett, Mark Loretta. Now, now was that also, I'm just trying to think. I feel like. I feel like was that the we're taking this thing national team going to be the next year, but then they got delayed again because of the the incident at Miller Park because that that was a rough squad. <laughs> that was County Stadium still. Yeah. Oh wait, wait, wait. By the way, ninety eight. They were um, actually ninety eight wasn't as bad because I, I remember late in ninety eight I was pushing for them to try to trade for Prince Fielder. Oh no, for Cecil Fielder at the time for Cecil Fielder because yep. they were like. Three and a half games out of the wild card, like late August in that that team. Yeah, Jeff. I think it was Jenkins' rookie year. Or second yeah, year too. He was. Yeah, that yeah, that's, so that was that was a squad. You know that. You know, not everyone made the playoffs back then. That I I was thinking that was one of those terrible teams, but that actually that team was in it for a little bit. Hey, five dollar bleacher tickets, man. Yeah, complain. Can't beat that. All right, so, that was number three. All right, yeah, who you got second, number two? Second team is the two thousand one Milwaukee Bucks. Yep, that was Big Kyle's dog. squad that he just mentioned. Great team. Now, by yeah. the way, Kyle, some believe that team got cheated too. They with sure Scott did. Williams uh, suspension from the, the game seven of that Eastern Conference final. And also, you know yeah. who refereed in that game? Who? Donahue. Who? Tim Donahue. Donahue. Yeah, right. They cheated us. All right, and now number one, Dave. Number one, I was six years old when I saw Mister Number Four take us back to the promised land. All 1996 right. Green Bay Packers. 96 so. Packers. Great list, Dave. Love it. Love the 98 Brewers at cool. 74 and 88. He was doing the Packerina right there <laughs> with me, the weren't squad. you? squad. 74, 88. 70. Bill Garner. That was before uh, Davey Lopes came in and uh, Jerry Royster led them to the whatever they did. 70, uh, 74 and 88. Jaha. Fernando Vina, Valentin Cirillo, Jeff Jenkins, Marquise Grissom, Jeremy yeah. Burnett. That's a squad. Yeah, a lot of those people lived in Bay, too. So I remember as a kid growing up, this, oh, Marquise Grissom lives on Hollywood Avenue. Dude, Mark Loretta, you know, I, I just went through the infield, but Loretta's, you know, he had 491 plate appearances and hit 316 on that squad. That was a, that squad could ball. I feel like Ben McDonald was on that team. Am I right? No, he wasn't. Damn, I, for some reason I thought somehow Ben McDonald was on the team. But I don't know not. who that is. Scott Carl, Steve Woodard. Oh, I remember Steve Woodard. Jeff Juden, Brad Woodall, and Cal Eldred. That was your squad there. Uh, Bob Wickman, 25 saves. Doug Jones, 12 saves. Bob right, was the man. He was the man. 98 Brewers getting some love. All right. Um, ah, gosh, I, I'll do mine real quick because we got to get to Jason Wildey. Um, my honorable mentions, man, this breaks my heart. The '93 Badger football team, you know, it's the re- it's what made me fall in love with Madison to even want to visit and come here and, and eventually move to Wisconsin. That '93 Badger football team, my friend had said, "Oh, we're going to the Rose Bowl." I was like, "Dude, the Badgers are terrible. The Badgers aren't anything." And I started watching those games. Back then, games weren't on TV. We'd go out to a sports bar in Atlanta, Georgia, every week to watch that '93 Badger team, Moss. And Fletcher were just sick, man. It was unbelievable. And, and, you know, the Rose Bowl, obviously everyone remembers the Bevel run and all that. 93 uh, Badgers on that list. The the 08-09 Marquette Golden Eagles. Maybe a little bit of a forgotten team, but that was the senior year 
of you know of the guys of Dominique James, Jarrell McNeil, Wes Matthews. You know when the when Marquette got three guys who were all top 100 recruits. And that was Buzz Williams' first year. It was those guys' senior years. Tom Crean kind of ditched the program. Like, there was something special about that team because Lazar Hayward was balling on that team. And Jimmy Butler was actually on that team. Like, that was a squad. And if Dominique James didn't get hurt, I'm telling you that team would have done stuff. That team. Didn't they, that's the team that lost to the Twin Towers. No, that team no? actually lost to Missouri in the Sweet 16. They were the sixth seed in Missouri. Missouri was the three seed. The, that team, I think, the year before maybe lost to Brook and uh, Brook and Robin. But that okay. team, you know, so Dominique James came back from an injury. Gordy Boucher predicted it, which no one thought was possible. Um, and uh, and uh, they came back, and uh, man, that was a squad. I love that Kubi Acker, uh, Rob Frozina off the bench on that squad. You know, Chris O'Toole, Dwight Burke. Man, that was a squad. All right, and my final team, I'll just tell you is the uh, 92-93 New York Knicks. That's the team that finally we got home court against the Bulls. I was a senior in high school. We were finally going to beat them. Patrick Ewan was MVP of the league. That was our year. We had it. We had it. We had it. Charles Barkley actually won the MVP, but whatever. Let's not go into details. Um, And Charles Smith ends up getting blocked, fouled, I meant, four times by by. Darn Scotty Pippen and Horace Grant. I cried when that Knicks team lost. I love that team so much. All right, we'll get to my top five, your top five, but it's Jason Wildey next to tell us about David Bakhtiari and his top five as we continue Sunday Karma, ESPN Wisconsin. This is Sunday Karma with Craig Karmazin on ESPN Wisconsin and WisconsinOnDemand.com. Jason Wilde is brought to you by Boucher Automotive, where we ride with you every mile. 18 dealerships, 15 brands, and thousands of vehicles in stock. Check them out at Boucher.com. Yeah, and you did hear right, uh, Boucher Automotive. Uh, Gordy Boucher, uh, that Gordy Boucher was the one who correctly knew somehow that Dominique James would come back from that injury when everyone else said he was out from the year. But Jason Wilde is in with us. Good morning, Jason. Hi, Craig. How are you? I'm good, Jason. So we, uh, we're we doing our uh, top fives today, but before that, uh, we got to understand what's going on with David Bakhtiari. Um, we talked about this, I think, was, I don't know if it was last week or two weeks ago. I feel like I was only here last week. So about, you know, <laughs> since David Bakhtiari was so close and came back for the Lions game and all that, that sure, he should be ready to go. And uh uh, a little setback this uh, this week, or, or or is it for David Bakhtiari? No, I mean I think this this qualifies as a setback in terms of his readiness, but I don't think it's the same. In talking to a couple of people who would know, um, I don't think it's the same as what he experienced last year when he was cleared to start practicing came off the PUP, then had a setback during the week leading up to, I think it was the Seattle game, um, and then didn't play until the final game of the regular season and then had another issue and wasn't ready two weeks later for the playoff game. I don't think, from what I understand, he has not had a setback where, like, they have to do more surgery or something needed to be done. Uh, I just don't think it's at a place where the Packers felt comfortable 
clearing him to start practicing right away. I don't know if he has swelling or what the issue is, but I don't think it's another, again, based on the conversations I had with two different people yesterday or the texts I had with two different people yesterday, it doesn't sound as if he's had some sort of major setback. It is just they have deemed him not ready after all this time. Uh, I think Bill Huber from Sports Illustrated counted the days or used the calendar website thing. Uh, 569 days since he suffered the injury on that New Year's Eve practice at the end of 2020. So um, the PUP list to start camp is not a fatal list to be on. It is not the same as being on it to start the regular season. It makes you eligible to start the regular season on the PUP list. Once you are activated, once he takes a single rep in practice, the PUP for the end season is not an option for him. So they are taking a cautious approach, but lots and lots and lots of players, as we're seeing throughout the league, start training camp on the PUP. So you're saying once he takes a snap, he can't go back on the list at any point? Or how does that work? That's correct. So, okay, so, so, and so this... But so he is. So this PUP list now means what? That he, I mean, could he still play week? Could he still play week one? Yes. Okay. Absolutely. So he could still play week one. Can he still play in? He he could practice on Friday, Craig. Like there are no real restrictions. Basically, what the PUP list at the start of camp says is you flunked your physical. Whether you are coming back from an ACL like Elton Jenkins or Robert Tunyon who are starting on the PUP, or if you're Mason Crosby, who had something happen, and I've not talked to Mason, but he had something happen at the end of OTAs because he was not kicking at the last open OTA practice that we as reporters were allowed to attempt. And some of us, you know, just sort of thought, well, you know, he's old. They're giving a new kicker that they just signed some work. But he was with the rehab group and then, there was a picture yesterday of him at the soccer game at Lambeau, and it looked like he had bandages, like small bandages, like that would be covering up. Again, I'm just conjecturing here, so don't take this to the bank. But maybe covering up where there would have been an arthroscopic procedure, a small hole perhaps, because huh. they weren't very so- big bandages, or he might have fallen down and skinned his knee. Okay, yeah. so I don't know what it was. But, again... He could start practicing in a week or two weeks. I don't know, Jason. This- you're, I, I'm, I'm taking this the exact opposite way as you with Bakhtiari. Now that you describe it, because if it's just like, hey, they're being cautious, blah blah blah, so they're putting him on this list, I would understand that. But if your sense is that the PUP means he failed a physical, and you're talking about 500 plus days from the injury and uh, with all the rest from the off season that you would have, I mean. Failing a physical at this point, I mean, that, that to well, me... Well, so Christian Watson, right? I mean, Christian Watson failed his physical, But Christian too. Watson's been, you know, been, you would think, working out pretty hard. Now, so do we know if David Bakhtiari failed it for the same, you know, the same injury? Uh, no, we don't know that for certain. Okay. Uh, he could have broken his finger uh, during the rehab group, for all we know. But I think it's... I think it is almost certainly, again, based on the correspondence I had yesterday, um, that I I don't think that it's anything other than 
his knee has not been deemed ready to start practicing on Wednesday. Yeah. Um, oh, again, no, Jason, man. I mean, you have all that money into an offensive lineman, and his knee's not better five months later, six months later, uh, or, or 18 months later. Uh, that's, 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 that's scary to me. It, there's no doubt it's concerning. What, what I'm saying is, is that the, the actual news of him being put on the PUP list should not be interpreted as Armageddon for him. It certainly is reason for concern, especially since Matt LaFleur was hoping and had indicated as such at the end of the offseason program that he would be ready to go day one. So he did not take a single snap in the offseason program. That is also not ideal. But, again, until until we get clarification from David directly on the record – uh, I have to at least think that while as concerned as it's reasonable to be, there's also part of it that says, hey, this is just part of the journey to get him ready for opening day, and that's the most important thing. It's not the most important thing to have him practice on Wednesday. The most important thing is that he is cleared and fully healthy to be able to play left tackle on September 11th at Minnesota. Yeah. Uh, all right, Jason. We said we were going to get into our uh, top five list, favorite teams of all time. Not allowed to repeat a single team. Kyle, uh, so this segment, we're just going to give our fifth, and then uh, we'll, we'll hit the rest uh, as we continue. Kyle, are you ready for your number five team on your list? I am ready for my number five team on my list. All right, who you got? The number five team on my list gave me a lot of great memories. Though they didn't win anything glamorous or great, they gave me some fantastic Fantastic memories, and that is the 2010 Wisconsin Badgers football team that had the three-headed monster where they almost had three running backs rush for over a thousand yards. Jonathan Clay, they had uh, my boy James White, and then Monty Ball had 996 yards rushing that year. So four yards away from having a three-headed monster with over a thousand yards. That was some fun games. That was a squad. I mean, there's so many. I mean, over the last you know, 25 years, the Badger running backs, but that was like them all hitting at once. Love that! I love that squad. Yeah, that was that was that was so fun. You see, offensive alignment pulling downfield, 30 yards downfield, just you know, pulling them and taking them how to get to the end, showing them in the end zone. That was fantastic. All right, Jason, number five. The 2000-2001 Milwaukee Bucks reaching the Eastern Conference Finals. One of my favorite teams to cover. One of my favorite people that I ever got to cover. And Ray Allen, uh, great memories of him giving me grief every time I would come along uh, in about late January, early February to start covering Bucks games. Oh, Packers season must be over. Will be here. Uh, that was a fun team to cover. I got to travel to Philly for all the uh, road playoff games. I I loved covering George Carl. He was a dream to cover. Um, so that is my number five all-time Ooh, favorite. Ooh, Kyle. Uh, Kyle's honorable mention squad, because I think we know his 20, uh, 21 bucks. Uh, we're going to beat that team for his favorite bucks team. My number five is the 86 Mets. Um, I was a little more of a Yankee fan than a Mets fan, but that was the first time I ever experienced the angst of postseason baseball. Uh, I was at a bunch of those games, including the Bill Buckner game, uh, when the ball rolled through his legs, and that wow. Team, the arrogance, the just—I mean, if if you like baseball and if you just like a good story, 
uh, Once Upon a Time in Queens is the four-part documentary on uh, on ESPN Plus to check out the 86 Mets. All right, we're going to hit our top four of our top five as we continue with Jason Wilde, brought to us by Boucher Automotive. It is Sunday Karma, ESPN Wisconsin. This is Sunday Karma with Craig Karmazin on ESPN Wisconsin and WisconsinOnDemand.com. Jason Wilde is brought to you by Boucher Automotive, where we ride with you every mile. 18 dealerships, 15 brands, and thousands of vehicles in stock. Check them out at Boucher.com. Everything litty, I love when it's hot. Turn to the city, I broke out the notch. Got some more millions, I keep me a knot. Continue with Jason Wilde. We got the update on Mark on uh, David Bakhtiari. We are now getting into the top four of our top fives of all time. Now, Kyle, you and I will just... Uh, Actually, we have four segments of the show left, so we're, we're leaving it right there. All right, next hour, you and I are going to do our four, three, two, and one. Uh, right now, Jason is going to do the rest of his list. Uh, at number five was his 2001 Milwaukee Bucks team that went to the Eastern Conference Finals. And remember, you can't use the same team twice. So you can't have two Packers teams, two whatever, Brewers teams. I'm feeling Jason's number one is going to be 82 Brewers. I'm also feeling his 2,000 Badgers, which is my, one of my squads in the mix somewhere. But let's, let's, see, uh, let's see where we get with number four, Jason. I still don't know if I should feel great about the fact that you know me this well or I should be concerned. But nevertheless. Uh, yes, number five, 2000-2001 Milwaukee Bucks. Number four, the 1996 Green Bay Packers, Super Bowl 31. Ooh, Champions, first now, team I covered. So, so I was wondering, like, from a fandom, all that, but I feel like that was in the age of innocence for Jason Wilde and, like, being part of a Super Bowl team and all that had to be awesome. Yeah, and, and it being the first year that I covered the Packers and, and for them to go and win a Super Bowl and me covering a Super Bowl and, you know, shaking Reggie White's hand and just remembering how my, my hand just disappeared in his. He was just such a mammoth human being. And Favre, you know, getting to know him, and, and that was such a fun team to cover. And I was obviously a little bit awestruck by uh them being that good in my first year covering the team. So they're my number four team. Wait, my number with three, all that, there's three teams ahead of that? I mean, because this is like your career uh-huh. has been covering the Packers and your first yeah. year was a Super Bowl team and all that. All right. that So three teams ahead of that. All right. Number three. Yes. Number three, I was a senior at the University of Wisconsin and the out-of-nowhere Barry Alvarez coached. 1993 Wisconsin football team went to the Rose Bowl. First time since 1963 they were in a Rose Bowl. They went and won the Rose Bowl. Uh, I was covering that team for the Badger Herald. I was a senior. I may have been a little bit of a cheering reporter, still learning how to be a reporter, but what an unbelievable story that was, and we all know how awash in red ink the athletic department was before Barry Alvarez got there. And he delivered on his promise, you better get season tickets now because before long you won't be able to get them. Uh, in 1993, that that was an unbelievable team and an unbelievable story and an unbelievable run. So yeah, that was one of my three. honorable mentions. And it, I mean, 
it was so out of nowhere. But I, I remember, as I said, a best friend of mine saying, "Hey, we're going to the Rose Bowl this year," and saying, "Like you, you Wisconsin? What are you like? What are you talking about?" And that team just got better and better. Lee DeRamus was so good. People don't remember that. That offensive line was sick. You know, Panos the leader, but Raymer and Rudolph or Stegen. I mean, that was that offense. That you can put that offense against anyone with Moss and Fletcher, as I mentioned earlier. All right. So it looks like I may have gotten your top two. Here we go. Uh, yes, and that '93 Wisconsin team, by the way, four years before uh, GKB launched. Little did I know how much my life would change when that happened. Well, and, and two, that 93, but again, 93, I was a freshman in college and started going out to watch them at the sports bar every week because my friend had told me they were that good, and that made me, like, that put the state of Wisconsin on my radar. That that was, oh. that that team was certainly hugely impactful, but that is my second my, favorite. My, my, uh, I was going to say, might want to might want to reconsider your list. No, but there. the, the other one, you'll, when you remember the other story it's why there's there can only be one badger football team on that list all right number two oh, okay. all right number two the 1999-2000 wisconsin men's basketball team coached by dick bennett uh our good friend mike kelly the point guard what an, another great story and obviously dick bennett is one of my all-time favorite human beings and he's been wonderful to me um that that was another unbelievable kind of out of nowhere team going to the final four uh, I did harbor ill will toward Roy Williams for a very long time until I heard him in an interview with our friend Evan Cohen on Sirius XM. Then I realized, yeah, he shouldn't have said what he did about the Badgers, but I kind of have to like him because he was pretty likable in that conversation. Yeah, I, so I, that I, is still, I have not forgiven him for that. That team we'll talk about more coming up because I love that team t- too. He basically said that that team set back basketball like, and yes, and that yes, that did. team set back basketball by like a hundred years. That team was eight and eight in the Big Ten and went to the Final Four. And like the thing about that team that's incredible is like all those dudes were just like normal dudes. Like Roy Boone was a baller, but like he's still balling and like running rec department stuff and running leagues and doing his thing in Madison right. and and right. you know and. You know, Andy Kowski's like re-engineering roads in the in in the uh, Milwaukee area. The Mike Kelly's sell, selling yep. compressors. Like it, it was it was the mo- one of the most improbable stories that could ever happen. And John Bryant, the transfer from Division Two, was their big shooter who could make uh, all the clutch shots. Dude, he couldn't hit, he could hit a shot through half the season. I remember I remember. You know, thinking is he ever going to hit a shot, and then he ends up as the most outstanding player of the Western Region. Like, it, I mean, there, you couldn't get more improbable. Uh, and Gilbert Arenas shouting, "These guys are for real!" As he's going down the floor as they're beating Arizona. Uh, and then you got it, number one, the nineteen eighty-two Milwaukee Brewers. I was ten years old. I cried when Gorman Thomas struck out to end Game Seven uh, in St. Louis. But that was for a kid who grew up on the south side of Milwaukee, memorizing batting averages every morning and reading the Milwaukee Sentinel coverage of the Brewers before school and reading the Milwaukee Journal before I even did my homework when I came home from school. Uh, I was a fifth grader, and that was just the most unbelievable run for uh, a kid in Milwaukee to get to witness. So that remains with my love of nostalgia 
uh, that remains one of my absolute all-time favorite teams. Yeah, that's why, Jason, I, as I said, the 86 Mets were my number uh, five because it's like you're, you're 10, 11 years old, you know, and like sports then, like nothing can feel bigger than a baseball team and the anxiety of going through postseason games and all of that. It's, it's, uh, I don't know how baseball gets that back, but if they could, uh, man, baseball's a, baseball is great when it's at its best. Jason Wildy with his top five. Uh, you can listen to He and Tausch every nine to noon, Monday through Friday on these stations and follow him at Jason J. Wildy for the latest on the David Bakhtiari situation and a whole lot more. Keep uh, following Jason. Thanks so much, Jason. All right, guys. Take care. Be good. All right, Kyle. We have our top four of our top five. But also, you can hit the old national talking text line. We have any texts? We have any good top five texts? Top three texts uh, on the text line? Well, let's hit those along with our 7 at 11 and we'll continue to go through our list. This is the last week before training camp starts, right? Football season's starting. Good time to sneak in our top fives this week. Let us know yours as we continue with Sunday Karma, ESPN Wisconsin. This is Sunday Karma with Craig Karmazin on ESPN Wisconsin and Wisconsin on demand.com.